Okay, gang, Mac and Stu here, and you're listening to the Wise Guys Podcast, where we go rogue as we apply wisdom to the everyday to help us do it just a little bit better. And in this episode, we're going to wrestle a little bit with a concept of trust, kind of interesting interesting word, interesting connotation, uh, but we're going to realize that at times, yeah, it can, can trust be harmful, yeah, but we'll also look at how it can help us do it a little better as well. But, you know, we're agreeing that there's no easy answers here, but we never said there would be, did we? I mean, so, you know, that's what the rogue thing's all about, gang. And as always, our conversation is going to be roguish and we'll leave our core values of seeking wisdom, applying the wise, and as always, we'll share a mystic McNugget. And once again, it's strap in time. So, Stu, you strapped in, man? I am strapped in always with you, Mac. Always. <laughs> hey, it's great to be with you. Great yes. to um, be having another amazing conversation that actually started um, on our hike mm-hmm. over the weekend. It did. And we, we flushed out a lot of really interesting thoughts that we're going to share today in this, yeah. in this episode on trust. Yeah. But before we get started, I just want to say namaste to all you beautiful, exotic cocktails out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We wish we could take you on our hikes. That's where <laughs> the real magic happens. Yeah. It's out in oh, nature, yes. in the fresh yeah. air, moving, breathing. It's all good. Yes, 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 yes. I just, I just so love those times when we do that. We used to do it when I had my boat. We'd go out on a lake. I mean, it just. Oh, wow. Don't remind me. It's cold here now. We need some (laughs) boat weather. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, it's just those, it's just those great places. You know, it's those, it's those magic places. I don't know what else to call them, but, you know, you spend time together with one another and at the same time, you just you just let it flow. And you know, when we go on our hikes, that is such a perfect place for for those kinds of magic things. The stardust gets sprinkled, and I just love it every time. You know, it's just it's it's just really cool. So uh, we have yeah. fun, and yeah. sometimes people join us. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, That's and we fun get into conversation, or sometimes we'll just engage with the people on the trail. That's really cool too. Yeah. So it's it's all the above. Yeah, I know. Connecting with people, right? Looking for ways to connect and you instantly have a connection. You're all, we're hiking. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, as I said to you too, and we were hiking this last Sunday, that one of the things that just does my heart good is when I see families hiking. You know, I just, oh, I just I love, love to see it when parents are introducing their little kids, you know, to just to that, to the hike, to the mountain, to the, to nature. I just, uh, it just sets them up for something so cool the rest of their life. I just, I just love it when that happens, it, you know. It's much better and, and more magnificent in person than on a screen, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> and I've seen yes, some pretty... Pretty amazing scenes on screen, but it still doesn't compare to being outside. No, no it's with the Mother Nature. Yeah. We love well, Mother Nature. Yeah, and that's the whole you know, we I think we were talking about this too on Sunday. That's the whole goodwill hunting, if anybody's ever seen that movie. It's one of my oh, favorite I love movies. That movie. You know? 
and where Robin Williams is talking to Matt Damon about the fact that Matt Damon could tell Robin Williams everything he knows about the Sistine Chapel. He could give him every dot and tittle and every measurement and when it was made, you know, how long it took to construct it, who did it, all that stuff. But here's yes. what he said to Matt. He goes, but here's one thing, sport. I love he called him sport. One thing, sport, that I bet you can't tell me. How's it smell? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know, that whole kind of thing, you need the experience of it without a doubt. I mean, there's just no getting around it. So uh, we can't encourage you enough, Rogers. Get out there, whatever your thing happens to be. Maybe it's walking the dog in the neighborhood. Maybe it's hiking on the trails. Maybe it's on the water. Maybe it's at the beach. I don't know. But there's specialness when you just connect with the vibration out there in nature. So um, we ran a little rabbit trail there, but it's all good, right? We're just trying to Oh yeah. You know, give you some nuggets. There we go. So Good stuff. Yes. So, um, so here we are. Trust. We're going to talk about trust. Yes. Scary, scary word for some people. It, it, it is, and um, and it's totally understandable. You know that that it is a, a word that people shy away from because of past experience, and we get that. And so we're we're going to acknowledge that right up front, right? Uh, but we're also going to try to frame it with some wisdom, and I think that's that's going to be our take today. That that let's frame trust. And there's lots of different kinds of trust that we'll talk about. Let's frame it around some wise decision making that I think can just enhance life um, as well. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about some of our manifesto points that will weave their way in. Together is, and I'm going to use a little, uh, another word in our typical manifesto point, together is typically better. <laughs> Uh, you'll, I'm sure there's people saying, okay, Mac, you need to explain what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Typically better because we do understand in our own lives as well. We've had it where sometimes together isn't better. That sometimes when you got together, whether it's in a personal relationship or maybe it's at work or any other, just all kinds of different scenarios where that togetherness didn't necessarily work out so well. Now, and, Mac, you and I definitely believe together is better. Yeah, but we absolutely. do acknowledge that there right. are situations out there where that has not been the case for some yeah. people, right. um, as you have already been mentioning. Yeah. So we're, we, we're going to just make that clear right up front here, all right, that we get that. We're not trying to paint this, you know, rainbows and unicorn scenario here with everybody in every scenario and every, you know, relationship or every encounter that you have that's, that's all just better if it's together, all right? So and trust, trust factors in to the typically better part. Sure. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, so there's one of our uh, manifesto points that I'm sure is going to come out in the conversation. Also, we are going to delve into one of them that we really haven't ever specifically talked about, but we're going to unpack it a little bit tonight. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to just let it out there a little bit. And that's the, our, one of our manifesto points that says wisdom lets the wise eternal self out of the cage. Your wise, eternal self that we believe every single one of you exotic cocktails have um, out of the cage. Sounds wild. Yes. What's well, roguish. Absolutely. Roguish. Okay. Very roguish. <laughs> 
So we're going to we're going to kind of just we're going to delve into that a little bit. If you're kind of scratching your head a little bit, just hang loose. All right. Um, and then the last point that I think is going to weave its way in is as you're going to see that we have these preconceived, whether they're experiential, valid, you know, uh, issues with trust or maybe we have some some hesitancy to trust certain things because of what we've heard or or what we've seen, but maybe we haven't necessarily experienced for ourselves. And sometimes in those situations, one of our manifesto points that says, uh, if you change your mind, you're going to change your life. And and we really believe that possibly in some of the ways that you might look at trust. If you change the way you think about it or them or he or she or it, if you do a little shift in your thinking, you might get some aha moments, you know, in, in the whole thing. And that's so those are kind of some of the some of the things I think this week that we're going to we're just going to cast out there and see where it goes. How about that? We good with that? I'm looking see forward to it. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, this is going to be good stuff. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So um, maybe you ought to start. Maybe you ought to just start in the very beginning and say, well, trust. What, what does that mean? I mean, yeah, what does what it really it exactly? mean? What does it really mean to trust? Right. And I guess if you look up the definition, which is kind of intuitive, you know, that you have a confidence or an assurance or a reliance, again, uh, in someone or or for someone or in, in an institution or in an happening or uh, it certainly could just be in in life in general, just some things that you just really don't question because why would you question whether the sun's going to come up tomorrow or not? I mean, you just, you know, it just, right. you just trust that it's going to, you know, I mean, there's certain things that are just natural that we really don't think to question and whether we can trust the happening or not. So uh, it's those, it, it, those are the typical things when we wrap trust around. But one thing I think that we tend to do, and I want to make a distinction here, is that we take trust and we sort of mash it together and make it synonymous with faith. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the the way I I see this, Mac, is... Uh, faith to me doesn't necessarily require uh, evidence, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you you hear people say, just have faith, or I just have faith in something. So the very nature of it surmises that, you know, tangible evidence doesn't e- e- exist. But trust, on the other hand, typically comes from some type of of evidence is, is one way to kind of look at, at this right. trust versus faith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, trust is a doing thing. You know, you, you, you give trust, you impart trust. Yeah. It takes some action right. on our part. Yes. And so that's sort of where this is going to go more than anything else. That as we talk about trust and trusting, mm-hmm. it's going to require action on mm-hmm. our part, back to our change your thinking, change your life, change the way you think. It's an action on your our part, on your part. So right. there is a distinction there, and we're going to play more to the verby, you know, action part, the evidence part of this, and it's not going to look so much like faith. Okay, so that's that's kind of a distinction we wanted to make as well in this. Then let's just kind of look at. I'm going to give you just sort of. 
let's, let's talk about one example, if you will, of how we use the word trust. Trust, the word trust is on our money in America, isn't it? What yeah, it sure is. Right? It sure is. In God we trust. Mm-hmm. Now, as a nation, that's on our currency. For those of you listening around the world, maybe you knew that or you did not know that. But, you know, as a country, as a nation, we have that statement on our money, on our currency. And so, of course, it kind of makes you, it makes me chuckle a little bit and say, in we, the collective we, the whole we, the American we, you know, my real question to that is, do we really? We? <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm not so sure about right. that necessarily. I mean, maybe individually you can answer that question for yourself for sure. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, as a nation, hmm, interesting. All right. But, but, but the other little ironic thing about that is this. I thought that I was just going to, I'm going to run a little bit of a rabbit trail. I'm going to chase a squirrel right now, but this might help you next time you're having a beer at the bar and you're doing the trivia. Right. Oh, now, yeah. We're going to get, we're going to give you all kinds of little good stuff, right? But here's the thing about that. You realize, don't you, that when you have this dollar bill in your hand or a quarter or anything, any form of currency from any nation, quite frankly, at this point, that's called fiat currency. And and what fiat means, it's not backed by anything. It used to be backed by gold. We came off the gold standard in Nixon administration, 1971. And so nowadays, when you give somebody a dollar or somebody gives you a dollar in exchange, as a medium exchange for goods and services, the only way that dollar has any value is because of the faith that we place in the United States government, in our case, to make it good. It's not backed by anything other than just the promise that the government's making to make it good. So we have to have faith. (laughs) <laughs> in our government that it's worth something. It's a little, just a little dollar bill irony there in God we trust. We really kind of trust the government to make good on it, quite frankly. Right. right. <laughs> and here I thought Fiat was just an Italian automobile. Little did I know. <laughs> See now? See <laughs> little now? did I know. This has to do with our currency. You. This <laughs> is going to help you next time you're in the ball, you know, so your team can win. <laughs> There's right. the trivia yeah. for you. Right. That's right. Right. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Another example that I thought about when it came to trusting, what is that? Here's another example. So in Greek mythology, there were these, you know, beings, there were these, these entities called sirens. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yes. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that, they were deceivers, quite frankly. You can see them in, in, in Homer's writings of where they would call sailors onto the rocks. So there, if, they, if you placed a trust in them, it was going to be to your destruction. And the interesting thing about the story is uh, that, you know, he understood this and took wax and put it in all the crew's ears so that they couldn't hear the sirens and he got lashed to the to the to the mast and yet right. even still he was drawn to that and the guys even cinched him in tighter so a great lesson here is this that as you're trying to have trust or trying to build trust communally sometimes is exactly what you need you need the help of others the together is better aspect of the whole thing. So they they had to put up guardrails. And sometimes you need to put up guardrails in your trust. Maybe it's not just complete, total, 
abandon in trust. Maybe it has to be let out a little bit. Prove to me you're trustworthy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that on a personal basis. So it's not just this whole hog thing in that you have to put up some controls and some guidelines because what if something does go south? You, know, you want to try to control that or minimize the damage as much as possible. And that's not always easy to do by any means. And we get that. So uh, interesting story about the sirens, right? The sirens. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, you know, discernment was a biggie in that one to try to discern whether that was really something that they needed to follow or not. And so I think we can cultivate our discernment as well. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, lastly, I think trust, especially where the world has gotten, I, I think more about us globally, but also in the United States, mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm wondering how we reverse, start to reverse, start to to start to heal some of the contemptuous attitude that we have in general a lot toward one another. And, yeah. and I think trust is at the core of that. It sure you know? is. And it, it's a, it's. It's too bad that this is happening right now at such a monumental level, um, you know, and, and it it just makes me think about all the assumptions we make. And some of this goes to what's happening inside of you. Uh, like I've given an analogy before about when you have a cup of coffee and you spill it, what spills out, right? It's like right. what's inside of you that spills out that might drive some of these assumptions that that bring on this attitude. And, yep. you know, I was thinking about this and uh, being someone who uh, believes in God and really looks to Jesus as somebody who has built some amazing wisdom in some of what and what he has said one of the things that's interesting here's some more trivia for people one of the things that's interesting about the wisdom of jesus is this he asked more questions than answered questions Hmm. so if you read the bible if you're one of those people he's asked 183 questions he only answers three of them of the 183, but he asked 307 questions in there. <laughs> so if you think about that, I only use this as an example because the numbers are so big. And, right. and if you've come across somebody that is just interested in you and ask questions, I think some of that contemptuous attitude goes away in all of that. Wow, what a great, what a great point, Stu. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And and if we weave trust in right there, that we can't be so leery of what we're going to hear from the other person, and and in other words, operate to start with with an attitude of distrust. That I'm going to start from a place that I don't trust you. You need to prove to me that you're trustworthy, or I'm going to assume just based upon, again, ideology maybe, or who you are and who I am and where I stand and where you stand in general, that I'm already going to be just, again, contemptuous of what you're going to tell me right from the very beginning. And and here comes some of the nugget in all this is we got to sort of lighten up on that a little bit in order to have this happened at what you're talking about, Stu. And I think it's, right. it's 
perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So, so no doubt. Um, but what do we, you know, we're, let's talk about some of the things that we place our trust in. Whether okay. it's, you know, the, whether it's the people or whether it's circumstance. And well, I've mentioned one the, already. Yes, you did. Right. Yeah. A, a deity, yeah. a, a God, a, a, right. That's sure. One. A higher power, however you right. want to couch it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and sort of a, a subcategory in that you say to yourself, well, there, there's trust in, from a theological standpoint wherever you might get that theology from, whatever wisdom literature your faith might have, or the stories that you've told yourselves through history about that God and the relationship that people have mm-hmm. w- with, with the deity. So there's, there's the theological side, but then there's also the natural laws that, that are out there that we trust in. I mentioned one earlier, just gravity or the way that the world just is and we really don't even think about it and really don't even question it and at the same time there's probably a lot of other laws built into the universe that we really don't even recognize or understand and one of them i don't know if anybody's ever watched this if you get netflix you need to watch this it's about this whole this there's this documentary on oneness and how everything's connected yes you know, and that's that's a natural law, whether you bring a deity into it or not. Right. right. It just it just is what it is. And so there's these levels of trust that we have. And they also at times can certainly dash our hopes that we've given trust to God. And in our opinion and in, in our experience, God hasn't been faithful. God hasn't it hadn't worked out the way we anticipated that God didn't act or react in the way that we thought should happen. So now what happens to our trust when it comes to that scenario? Yeah, it might shift. It might uh, for you, and, and, sure. and, you know, depending on how you view it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, I think it's common. It's a common thing that, that many times, and it has to do with our expectations most mm-hmm. of the time. That when we place an expectation on a deity, on God, based upon whatever we've been taught and whatever you know connotation we have of, of, of that individual or that, again, that God, and it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out. The dots don't connect. Uh, that can be some real difficult times for any of us in our lives to try to reconcile that. It's hard. Yeah, um, and that's, that's a good point is what your expectation is in it because that could drive your trust level uh with you know with god or the deity or the higher power uh that is in your life you know so yeah and and there's the change your mind thing maybe what you need to do might be to change your thinking a little bit about that expectation for the future Okay. Right. Maybe. I'm not sure, but or maybe not one. maybe not have one, right? We talk about this <laughs> a lot. Like if you could if you could be a blank slate, let me just start there and then see what shows up. Right? I like that even better. Then yeah, then you're not gonna be quote disappointed, right? Right. Because <laughs> you didn't have a compared to what? Uh, good point. I like it. You know, I like it. Uh, so that could be one area and for many of us typically that is one area that we have that we place trust trust in, in right you know then 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 
everybody on the planet lives within some form of government. And there's a social contract between the government and the people. May not right. work well, may be oppressive, may be, you know, again, across the globe, you have all kinds of different scenarios. But we have this basic trust that we place that the government has the people's best interest in mind, quote, and will put laws into place and guidelines into place in order to protect us or help us to be able to live life with one another in, with some semblance of order and calm and assurance so we're not living in fear all the time. Now, that's not the case all around the globe, and I, I understand that, you know, right. big time. Right. Uh, but and, but there are and, many implied stuff in there. There's much implied. Yeah, and a lot of that is based on history and experience, um, sure. promises that were made, were they kept or mm. were they modified in some way that was acceptable? Like all of that helps to build trust or not, or not. Or, Correct. or distrust in you know, the, the entity, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then consequently, if you can't trust that, then what means do you have to alter that or to change it? Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just that's the way it is. In America, right. we're, we're fortunate enough that we do have an electoral election process that, you know, that builds change into the equation uh, as people. That's what our vote's all about. You know, if we, right. if we want change, we vote for change, right? So, well, and in in any in, in any government in any country any society, I mean, there's people, obviously, right? Right. And mm -hmm. and th this to me kind of drives think my thinking on trust. It really comes down to people and relationships that I have with various people, right? Mm -hmm. So if I trust you, Mac which I do, and you introduce me to somebody that I don't know, I instantly have trust in that person because, not because of them, but because I trust you. Correct. And it right. carries over. So we, I, I think with people, we find there's like an earned um, trustworthiness that occurs. I, I, you've earned my trust. I've earned your trust. And in turn, I trust people in your, that you know in your life that you trust. Um, and then just as you're, as you're meeting various people, like for instance, in my world, in, in, the, in the wrestling world, if I were to meet another coach that's a wrestling coach, I just innately have a trust for them or of them just because I know what it takes to be a wrestling coach. And I know what that looks like. And they'll, so I instantly start out maybe at a little higher level than somebody that I didn't know at all. So right. let's say you come across somebody, Mac, that you don't know them at all. They know nobody, you know, there is no connection you've ever had with this person ever. You're meeting them for the first time. So here's mm -hmm. the question. How do you know if you can trust them or not? <laughs> and when you ask that question or when I'm asking that question, it reminds me of a, of a quote from Ernest Hemingway, which is one of my favorite quotes. And, and what he says is this, the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. <laughs> right. The old, the old Nike thing, right? Just, just do it. Just you do know? it. Just right. do it. 
Yeah. Right. And sometimes I think that's what it takes, you know. But and, and we understand that that takes vulnerability. Absolutely, you're 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 you know you're going out there a bit. But at the end of the day, we're and we're gonna we're gonna kind of finish up with this question for all of you: What's the alternative? Mm-hmm. If you're gonna live a life of distrust. In general, whether it's people, whether it's the system, whether it's whatever, then what does that kind of life look like? And is that really what any of our goal is to to have a life like that? And so, again, we're going to we're going to flesh that out as we finish out here. I'm just kind of giving you a little teaser. All right. But also great examples of of trusting us, each other. And it. It made me think of a of a Bible story, and I, and again, I'm going to take this as a Bible story. But I want the, those of you listening that that aren't necessarily Christian, because it comes from the New Testament, not the Old Testament. This is a life story. This isn't a a Jesus per se. It's about it's a story about what happened in Jesus' life, but it, it's way bigger than Christianity. So stay with me in this. But it's a story about these these, these guys. These guys that hear that Jesus is in town and he's, you know, he's, he's over at Jacob's house, man, and he's teaching, you know, and he's doing his thing. And they got this buddy, their buddy David, and he's an invalid. He, he can't walk. And so they get this wild, crazy idea. All right, we're going to stick David uh, on a stretcher and we're going to carry him over there because this guy supposedly can heal him. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a great idea, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so they do. They put him on this thing and they march him over there. And lo and behold, they can't get in. There are too many people. <laughs> Jacob's house is just crammed full and so is the yard for as far as you can throw a stone. Because as, as you hear the stories you know, in, in the Bible, you know, Jesus, it was hard for Jesus once he really started doing his thing for him to go anywhere without a massive amount of people oh, yeah. following him. All right. So they get creative. They go up on the roof and they make a hole in the roof and they lower him down to Jesus for him to be healed. Can you, can you imagine this? Sometimes when I hear these stories and you think about that, like imagine all of a sudden there's somebody at your house putting a hole in your roof and like just dropping some random person through it. Like, (laughs) you know, here's a a cool thing about that though. If you want to watch this happen, you want to watch it. You need to go watch the series, The Chosen, even if you're not a Christian. Yeah, it's a great series. And we'll put a link in the in the notes to that because you can only watch it through an app. It's it's a really, really cool. But but they tell the story right there. And and the story itself, even though, quote, Jesus does the healing, the story is way more about the guy and those four guys. Right. Yeah, his his tribe, right? Right, Mac? His tribe. That's exactly right, Stu. Yes, it's his tribe. And and here's the question for you, Rogers. Here you go. Here's here it is. Right. We're gonna let the rubber meet the road right here, right now. <laughs> You're laying on the stretcher. You. Who are the four people that have got a hold of each end of those poles? Those two poles. Wow. Yeah. Who is it in your life that you trust enough to carry that? 
Yeah. And as you said it earlier, Stu, I know I know who one of my four is, <laughs> without a doubt. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there's, and, there's and likewise. Yeah, there's no doubt in, in our minds about that. Right. And this is not guy-gal thing here, folks. Just understand that. Mm-hmm. The story talks about four guys that grabs his, his buddy and it's about, you know, uh-uh. This is about mix and match. This is about whoever your tribe is. Men, women, mixture. Can be all four guys if you're a guy. Can be all four guys if you're a woman. Can be all four women. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're not talking gender here. We're talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what have you cultivated in your life? Who are those folks that when you, you're just on the stretcher, man, you know, they're, they're going to pick it up and help you get healed? If you will, you know, they're, they're going to be there for you no matter what. That's you, huge. You can trust them with That's right. you, right? Yes. Like, think about Absolutely. that. You can trust them with you. Like this, yes. the, the guy in the story literally gave himself to his friends in trust that not only they're going to keep him safe, but they're going to help him get better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, you know, there, there, there's a level of trust there that was cultivated to that point, whatever that looked like. We don't have the backstory. Yep. But, but they were there. They were part of his life. So, you know, then I think the last category and maybe even sometimes the most important one, and this, we can go all sorts of places with this. So we're going to, this is going to be just broad brush stroke, but we're going to throw it out there. Mm -hmm. What about ourselves? Yeah. Trusting, trusting ourselves. Can we trust ourselves? Hmm. And and many times that answer is is no, or kinda sorta, or boy, I've made some really crappy decisions in the past. I'm not sure I can trust myself to make a good one next time that similar scenario comes around. I mean, we're we're sometimes our own just worst enemy for sure. Oh boy. But can yeah, we, unfortunately, you know, can we trust? Yes. Can we trust our conscience? Can we trust our intuition? And, and, and again, uh, uh, the grid that we run that through is, well, let me see how that's worked out for me in the past. Mm-hmm. And what we're not considering is that even though we might've made quote, poor decisions in the past, let's go back to our manifesto point. Maybe you just haven't let the wise eternal self out of the cage. Maybe too many of those decisions and the discernment and the grid you ran them through were all carnal, were all human, were all fallible to whatever degree they might be, and you didn't inject the wise eternal self that every single one of you is into the equation. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and our encouragement is you got to let that out of the cage, gang you got to figure out what it is for you that can allow you to be able to trust that innate heart that you have. Not your, not your emotional knee-jerk stuff. I'm talking about the seat of those things, your heart, your true self. And again, there's a whole other discussion about all of that. We're just, we're just throwing out the, huh, didn't even know that was such a thing, kind right. of maybe. All right. This, the, the way I, when I hear you say, trust your heart, you know, to me, mm-hmm. that that's things feel right to me or don't feel right to me. And I know that comes from mm-hmm. my heart. It's not an emotional thing. It's just I know 
I, I just, I know the feeling and I know when it feels right and when it doesn't. And, yeah, and there was a lot doesn't... of times in my life where I didn't yeah. trust that kind of intuition. You know, I would, I would ignore it. Or if I didn't like what I was hearing, <laughs> how many times does that happen? Right. You don't like yeah, to hear exactly. that. It's like, ah, I don't want to do that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so you're like, yeah. I'm not going to trust that. Well, you know, as you, right. as you have experiences and learn to me, it's, it's, it's like a feeling like it feels right. And everybody has yes. this, everybody. You're everyone's capable of it. That's yes. exactly right. It's there. You already have everything that you need. It's, you don't have to go find it somewhere else. Now it's a matter of letting it out and cultivating it and doing the work sometimes that you need to do in order to recognize it and, and, and let it, let it control. And I hate to almost use that word control, but direct, animate you. And, and it takes vulnerability. It takes a surrender, mm-hmm. but it's good and yep. it matters and it can work. So Mac, I, I guarantee you. Coach Stu here now, right? Not just Stu. <laughs> Coach Stu here, right? Yeah. You got to practice. You got to build there up that is. muscle memory. You got to build. You got to build it up. I mean, yeah. And and you when do. you when you let your eternal self out of the cage, you just got to let it go. And that's the practice. And, and trust it. And trust yes. it, right? Exa- exactly, man. You got to. Got to practice. That, you know. If you don't, yes. then you're not living the best life you can live, right? Right. We just, that's a way to do it a little better, gang. That's what we're all about. Because we think that this, whether it's the whole podcast or what we've been talking about tonight, we want to hope that it helps you in your decisiveness, making decisions and how do you make them and what grid you run it through, your maturity level. And that goes way beyond your physical maturity and your strength of character. These are things that, that when you cultivate them and you develop them, then you can start to trust just like you're talking about, Stu, then it's trustworthy. And that's such a beautiful feeling. It, it, it really doesn't mean you're never going to get it wrong ever again. It just means when you do make the decision and you do trust in whatever it is you, you've decided that you've done the absolute best you can do. And that's all any of us can do. You know, it's just all any of us can do. It's all, there we are. It's a human condition. So there it is, man. Trust. Right. Trust. Yes. Yes. So you know. trust, not, not as scary of a word as we originally thought in the beginning of this episode, right? No. <laughs> it's a good thing and it helps us do it better. It builds relationships and it re- helps us build a grid that just makes life better. I don't know what else to say. It's just better. How We don't need eloquent words here, do we? No, just not better. at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there it is, folks. There's our heart for you this week. Yes. And we're going to wrap it up, of course, with our Mystic Mac Nugget. And I'm going to take it from my favorite lady. We actually used her last week, Tama. Right. And here's, here's what she says that we're going to leave you with. Trust each moment to take you where you need to go. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah. Have you have you have you cultivated a life and a discernment and that wise eternal self that where each moment you know you just rest in and you have a peace in that it's going to take you where you need to go. Yep. And you're not fearful, you're not anxious, 
and and he, he could almost kind of just look in the mirror and say, I got this. I, I, I got it. You know, again, doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges and bumps, but I got this. And that's what we want for every single one of you. We want you to have it. You know, that's a beautiful, even just little bits along the way. So that's us this week. Uh, we certainly appreciate you being with us. You know, Stu, thank you for being one of my, one of my, uh, you know, bearers. I, I, I just, I treasure that. I want you to know that, man. Without oh, a doubt. oh yeah. Thanks, Mac. And it's, uh, we have, we have done this for each other for years and yes, we uh, have. so it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So with that gang, we're going to say goodbye and we will see you next week. Take yes. care. Okay. All of you rogers, it's Mac here. And you may now unbuckle your four-point harness. If you enjoyed this episode of The Wise Guys, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Please share it with your friends and drop Stu and I a note. Subscribing is the fuel that makes it possible to deliver fresh, eclectic wisdom every week. Let us know how you are going rogue, and we'll share some of our favorite off-the-reservation stories on an upcoming episode. And don't forget... Spread the wisdom by liking us on all social media platforms and keep asking the whys. We love having you part of the conversation.